This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 23 with Adam Davis from Enlivify.com. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunities in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out in the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. Adam Davis joins us today, and this is a story that's going to knock you off your face. I hope you're sitting down right now. Adam hit rock bottom. He had a really kind of a tough childhood. We'll get into that in a little bit. But at age 20, sort of hit rock bottom. How did he turn his life around, become a cop, a hostage negotiator at that, and then go on to eventually, after six years on the force, decide to step back, step away, and start his own business. Some of the lessons that he learned we're going to tap into today. And hopefully you can use them, too. He'll give you specifically some ideas as he works with businesses now online, marketing, websites, and how to build their social media press. We're going to give you some ideas about what to do and, more importantly, I think, what not to do. His specific formula for building a business that is on fire. Not only hot today, but will stand the test of time tomorrow. All that and more coming up. But first, just want to say thanks to a couple of folks who have left us a really cool five-star rating and review at justinbarkley.com slash podcast. It's the iTunes store. Jim WJ says, Justin rocks. Justin has a great guest and a great interview style. Very inspirational. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate you. And of course, Tina Schreer says, jam-packed with insightful and business gold five-star rating. Justin Barkley's show is jam-packed with insight, motivation, Golden Philosophical and Business Insights, and he is a truly special human being. Oh, thank you, Tina. This show is so inspirational and, dare I say, helpful. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Matter of fact, if you would help us out and spread this word, go to uh, justinbarkley.com slash podcast, write us an iTunes review and rating. I'll read your review on the air. So make sure you leave your blog or your Twitter handle or maybe even your podcast info in the rating so or in the review so that I can actually give you credit because we're building that awesome community here. All right. So without further ado, let's just get to it. Adam Davis in Livify.com is the blog and welcome to On Purpose. Hey, Justin, I appreciate you having me on, man. So, Adam, uh, you know, I think the, the best place to start is, you know, you're a guy who's been through a lot. You've seen a lot. Um, I want to really talk about your transformation, but. Before we get to that, what was it like to be, you know, I'm, 
in, in law enforcement, especially in a time right now when we're spotlight is really on those those brave men and women, those folks that are in uniform every day. I've got friends and family that walk out the door and they never know if they're going to come back. Every time they hug or kiss their family, their children goodbye, could be their last. Um, what was that like for you? You know, in the beginning, I think it was more about... Um, at the beginning of my career, it was all about the the adrenaline, and I really genuinely wanted to help people. But at the same time, I took my job very seriously, mm. uh, and and the thought of of being seriously injured and or killed was something that went through my mind every day and, and on every call. Um, and for me, uh, as I progressed over my career, the thought of of leaving my family behind and leaving my children behind. You see, the, the reason that I, I took that oath was because I felt called to do it. It was something I, I really felt uh, you know very passionate about. But at the same time, when somebody said or asked one of my kids, hey, what does your daddy do? I wanted them to say that my daddy was a policeman. My daddy does something good. And... When I first started, it wasn't as bad as it, as bad as it is right now. It, it, it was terrible, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. Um, you know, and so as time progressed, I could kind of see the change that it had on me. Um, and and kind of like my, uh, my moods when I come home, I had stuff on my mind. And so it was it's stressful. I mean, it, it, it wears on you around the clock there's not a point in time in the day where it where it really lets up and you know when people support you and they they kind of give you that positive reinforcement hey we appreciate what you're doing we appreciate your service that's that's like a breath of fresh air Mm. um but you know i for me it was it was a it was a it's a burden because especially if you care about yourself and your family and and most most everybody does but i didn't want to leave my my children behind uh, and, and that's what makes it so much more painful to see officers who, who lose their lives in the line of duty um, or through accidents or, or however they come. Um, it's because there's families attached to, to these people. They're, they're real human beings. And, and, and I think that our society has become so desensitized to violence that it's almost expected that we see that a police officer is going to be murdered today. Mm-hmm. And it bears no, you know, it bears no impact on our emotions anymore. We become so desensitized to it. And that should scare us all to make a change. And, and it should move us to a point where we absolutely want to make a change for the better as a society. So, I, I you know, what's interesting is I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the similarities in how how I, you know, and. and <laughs> trust me my job was not it was not life-threatening it was not uh dangerous at all but i hear a lot of stress and a lot of those things and i think you know a lot of those things we can we can really see in in any different area in any different uh profession but especially in law enforcement sure so, so what was it that made you decide to make make that switch was it to, to get out because obviously you're no longer in law enforcement you do other things now what was it that that made you kind of take the jump? Yeah. You know, for me, um, I began to look at the long-term cost, not just financially, 
but I began to look at the long-term cost that it had on, on me, um, on my family, on the quality of life for my children. Um, and then obviously the, uh, the deterioration of our society. And, and I don't mean that in this fear mongering way. I mean it from a realistic, factual perspective. Um, it, you know, it's just, it's getting worse. And, and I looked at long term and, and, and I wanted to, I wanted to make a move. I, I started going to, you know, I started working on my undergraduate degree in tw- uh, 2012, um, 12 years after I graduated high school. And said, well, I'm going to get this just in case something happens. And I never really had a a plan to leave. I never had an intention to leave law enforcement. It was just to kind of get off the streets. But uh, I I got the degree and I said, well, I'm going to move into city executive management or, you know, government executive management. Um, But I had this passion that kind of never went away. And that passion was to leave a lasting positive influence on law enforcement officers, first responders, and hopefully that that would spill over into the rest of society at some point. So in 2015, I wrote a book, and that book was a devotion uh, for police officers, for sheriff's deputies, that provides them encouragement. It's based on the Bible. Uh, I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ and the change that he's had in my life because of his love. And that's how I wrote the book. That's from that's the direction I wrote the book, and and I've had so many uh, messages and emails come out of that. So I really I don't guess I, I had a desire to leave to to kind of get off the streets, and I had these ambitions, uh, but I didn't have a solid strategy. So when this book was published, it went crazy. I had no idea that it would do this. No idea, and it was sold all across the country, and. I began to have business owners contact me and say, hey, how much will you charge us to come on and, and help us with some business consulting or website design or SEO, social media, whatever. And I had no idea. I mean, I was making around 17 bucks an hour as a cop. How am I supposed to charge you people? I have no idea. So by, by September of 2015, uh, I had a pretty solid base of, of prospective clients lined up. Uh, for the month of October, I think I had somewhere around $30,000 in business lined up for the month of October. And I could see, okay, I've, I've got to make a decision. I can't do all this work and, and be a police officer and go to school full time. Mm. Uh, not only to mention being a husband and father, which are my, for my top priorities. So it was, a you know, at, at the end of the day, my wife and I, we spent a lot of time praying about it. Mm. Uh, we obviously put put the numbers together and we realized, hey, there's a risk on either side of this that we, we're going to take. There's a risk continuing to, to work as a police officer. Um, and then there's a risk to, to take this leap. And I really felt compelled and, and I felt like it was time for me to go ahead and take the leap. And uh, it has been the absolute best decision I've ever made uh, in so many regards. What do you say to people that are at a point where you know, they, they want to take a leap, whether or not they're maybe financially at the same point that you, you are kind of forced to make that jump. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think so. You know, uh, on the average, I was I was working, you know, I think one year I, I was doing about 55 hours a week on average every week. And I think I, I was somewhere around 40, 45 thousand that year. 
Um, and you know, I, my wife, she's been a stay at home mom homeschooling our three kids for, uh, for a while. And, and I could see that I needed to make a change for obvious financial purposes, uh, because my body, I couldn't continue to work 55 hours a week and, and maintain a solid family and achieve the dreams and purposes that I wanted to, you know, the things I wanted to do. Um, so, you know, here's what I would say. First of all, uh, you know, it, there's nobody that's going to tell you that taking a blind leap is, is wise. Um, from, from my experience, I, I had a strategy. Now, I didn't have that strategy uh, approved by board of directors, and, and it wasn't this real big, fancy, and elaborate strategy. The strategy was this. I've got enough clients that I could get started, and I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to have to have some faith. i got to have some faith in, in what I'm doing here. And I had a plan for six months, 12 months, and five years. And so now, uh, just in 20, 2016 alone, I've, I've more than doubled what I would have made as a police officer in a 12 months period. And that's since January. And I attribute that to a couple of things, Justin. And one of those is treating people the way you want to be treated, mm. uh, doing what you say you're going to do, and just being, being nice, be authentic, be real. People, that is so refreshing in today's society. It is so refreshing. Uh, and, and, you know, there's times when business, the business world would kind of try to stomp out your creativity. Mm. It would try to drown out your ability to be creative. So that I found a fine balance there. And, but I still want to do good. And I, and I hope that makes sense. I want to leave, I want to do something positive. I want to be generous. And, and I try to mix that in with what I do so that somebody will remember it down the road and they'll do it for somebody else, if, if that makes any sense. So you're going to have to have you're going to have to take a risk. It, there, there's no way around it unless you have, you know, a ton of cash in the bank and you have that access to that those resources. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a police officer, firefighter, a teacher, uh, whether you work at a restaurant, whatever your whatever your current job is. You have the skills and you have the talents. You just need to look inside and find them. You see, I recognized that I had, a, I had something to offer when people started asking me about it, but I didn't recognize it. <laughs> and, hmm. and I recognized it when demand started taking over. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to have to take a risk. Uh, there's no way around it. Now, you can minimize that risk. By having savings, by having a mentor, by having people that will hold you accountable, having a solid business plan. There's so many things that can go into helping you minimize that risk, but either way, there's going to be a risk. Now, you can risk doing that, or you can risk staying where you're at making you know, $10, $15 an hour, even $20 an hour the rest of your life, and looking back on your deathbed saying, I never took a step to do what really mattered to me. Hmm. And that goes a long way. 
Adam Davis with Enlivify.com, his blog, and, of course, the book Spirit and Truth, 52 Encouraging Messages for America's Law Enforcement. Hanging out with us today, talking on purpose, the guy who's really gone through a big transformation. But what did that leap take? What were all of the elements and all of the ingredients that led to your success, Adam? How much did faith play a role? We'll get to that secret ingredient right after this. By the way, grab the VIP all-access newsletter at justinbarkley.com. You can put in your name, put in your email, and you'll be on the list. Literally dozens of ways to create more freedom in your life. Tips, tricks, tools, techniques, inspiration, just for you. This is On Purpose. On On the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. When you want to start something new, maybe it's quit your job, maybe it's write that book finally that you've been meaning to write, start a blog, maybe it's launching the brand new business, that idea that you've always had. How do you get there? What are the secret ingredients for Adam Davis? It sounds like I've heard you talk about your six year, six month plan, your one year plan. Planning was a big part of it. But how much did faith play a role in this whole process? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Faith was, man, that that my faith has stretched so much, so much. And and I'll I'll put it down to you in, in real real number. People people want to be loved. They want to be appreciated and they want to know that you love and appreciate them. But there's only one real way to do that, and that's to be real. So I'm going to be real with you if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so when I started, I, I, at, by the time I left law enforcement, I was averaging a bring home of about $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, keep in mind, uh, a family of five, three kids, and I'm the only income. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's a good bit of money. And, you know, in perspective, I was... I could make it, uh, but I can't survive on just making it. That's not how I'm wired. Mm -hmm. And faith uh, is the substance of things hoped for, but not yet seen. And without going real deep into that, I'm going to break it down to you like this. It's not the amount of faith that you have. It's the ability for you to put your faith at, not really at risk, but that you that you're willing to fight for it, mm-hmm. that you're willing to take a step for it. You know, we could sit around all day, you know, and say, "I am wealthy, I am healthy, I am I am liked, and I am loved," and all. We could do all that, but at the end of the day, if we're not doing anything to match that, then those words are in vain. Uh, for me, it came through changing my thinking and understanding that I was good enough, mm-hmm. that I am loved, and that my past mistakes did not define me. 
And so my success came from understanding that God loved me regardless, that his love was truly unconditional, and it's unlike any love we've ever experienced from another person. And it surpasses anything we've ever done. And I grasped that, and once I grasped that, then it was easier to hear him and to understand his word and understand really what faith was. And faith is... uh, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my wife's brother uh, passed away at the age of 18 from uh, from advanced leukemia, and he had it for 10 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was diagnosed one day, and 10 months later, he, he was gone. But during those 10 months, and I don't want to get off track, but I do want to share this because it ties into faith. But during these 10 months, Wesley had the audience of millions of people. Because he wanted to take, you know, he had Make-A-Wish Foundation, all these people come along and they said, what can we do to make you more comfortable and make you happier? And he said, I want you to buy these coins. And they were little coins about the size of a nickel. And inside of it, it had a mustard seed. And on the back side of that mustard seed, it had the scripture, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And he gave those to everybody he came in contact with. You see, sometimes our faith doesn't match our circumstances. In most cases, it doesn't. But that is part of the risk we have in believing. We have to understand that we need to change our thinking and and eliminate our negative belief system. Because once we remove worry, fear, doubt, and anxiety and minimize those things, our faith becomes giant. It becomes in, 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 it, it becomes enlivened. It becomes strengthened. And it's like you just gave it a shot of super steroids because you move the only thing that separates your faith from where you want to be and where you are is worry, fear, doubt, and anxiety. So faith played a tremendous role in making that decision, and it plays a tremendous role in everything I do every day, whether it's working on a website design uh, or writing for large publications or speaking to an audience. It doesn't matter. Faith is part of everything that I do. So I hear, you know, somebody listening to this right now thinking, okay, this sounds really easy <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you put it into to, to, to words, but it's a lot harder. You know, it's easier said than done. Yeah, it is. So... When it comes to putting your money where your mouth is and giving yourself a little, because planning and the preparation, doing things intentionally definitely helps. I think it helps in the confidence and the belief. You know, that's kind of what you're talking about, your depth of your faith, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about those things that you did to prepare when you had, you know, like your six month plan or your one year plan. What what were those things that specifically that you did, if you don't mind kind of breaking some of that down? Well, for me. I knew that I know that in sales it's, it's, it's a numbers game right we, we all know that um, you, you got to go through so many no's to get a yes and it's almost completely impossible to call on 100 people and get 100 no's it's, it's a mathematical probability so I did the math I'm very analytical um, I was uh, one of my roles uh, when I was in law enforcement was crime analytics. And um, so I looked at it and I said, I know that I need this, this number of dollars to live, to pay my overhead, 
uh, and pay taxes and everything that I need and to have a little extra to have a better quality of life. But in order to do that, I need to reach this number of clients. And in order to do that, I got to do this, you know, so I broke it down. Here's the thing. We, we can we can talk about a, a six-month goal, a 12-month goal, a five-year, 10-year, 20-year, which is almost a waste of time because nobody's going to be the same in 20. But for the purpose of planning, let's say we're going to do a six-month. What I did was I took a six-month goal, and I made that really, really small. And then I took those really, really small bite-sized goals, and I broke them up. So we can accomplish great things when we when we take steps and steps of three. Mm. Um, so let's say hypothetically that that you're looking at your current you know your current place in life and you say I hate my job and I'm just miserable and I want to make a change. Okay, so here's what I did. I'm going to make a change by this date. Set a date. All right, now what do you have to do to make that change? But not only make that change, but to be so successful that you leave no doubt in your mind, your family's mind, and anybody else that talks about you in their mind that what you did was the right move. So we're gonna make a change. And that change is gonna come through planning, for me, prayer, uh, and having a mentor. And what we do is we break it down into small bite-sized steps, because we've all heard the phrase, there's only one way to eat an elephant, and that's one bite at a time. Oh yeah. And when we try to make things too big, they become too intimidating. And it leads to procrastination and, you know, we don't follow through, we don't execute properly and and, and it just leads to a mess. So, you know, without getting into all of the logistical details, the financial details, I looked at it and I said, I need to make every day, and and I love college football. So, Every day is the last game. It's the only game. It's the biggest game. Mm. Every day is the biggest game that we're going to play all season. Every moment that we interact with another person, that is the last and only moment that matters. So, and that's the way we need to treat it, because we get into the we get into a, a rut in life where everything we're just living on the surface level. We're we're just scooting along the surface, and we don't want to go deep. Because our human nature is to stay on the surface and to stay shallow instead of going deep and really finding the root of why we're miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, for me, it was breaking it down into small bites. What was it for you? You said like the, the root of why, why you're miserable. What, what was it for you when you were at your most miserable? Do you know what, what was causing it? Uh to be quite honest, uh, and, and again, to be very transparent, um, I had to learn more about me before I could understand why I was miserable. Um, I had to learn my personality type. I had to learn how God created me and how I was wired. And once I understood that, everything else kind of made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, understand that I am I'm aggressive my personality comes across as aggressive by nature it's not that and that would make a great book aggressive by nature but Hmm. uh, that is not who I am it's just my personality Mm -hmm. but I'm also tend to take risk I looked at it at the end of the day and I was like I'm this I'm I'm not wired to do this 
I am wired to go out and build, promote others, lift others up, make others successful, help them reach their goals and dreams. And whatever I need to do to make that possible is what we're going to do. And so, you know, owning a digital marketing agency that has exploded has just been a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I believe that, you know, and it's, it sounds cliche and, and somebody else has said it, I just don't know who, but we're blessed to be a blessing. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're not given all of this and you won't, you're not going to find many wealthy people that will tell you that they got there by being super greedy. Most of most everybody's secret to super, super financial success is being extremely generous and giving out of your place of need. Um, so, but for me, understanding how I was created, understanding that I was a uh, round peg in a square slot, hmm. uh, and that I had not that I had outgrown where I was, but it was just time to move on. And and we come to those places in life where it's just time to move on. There's really no other explanation. You haven't done anything wrong. It's just a new season. It's just time to move. And you got to you gotta go with it. And uh, it, that's part of life. I mean, it's anything you do. You, yeah, you could, you could force your way to stay at a job and punch a clock for 20 years, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do because there's a lot of people that do it, and they make the world go round in what they do. But if you're not wired to do that, you're going to be so miserable. It's going to affect your health. Yeah. It's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect everything around you. Uh, so you need to be open-minded and understand that, hey, I may not be wired like my mom was or like my dad was or like who I think I am. And there's so many resources out there that will help you understand who you really are and help you, help you work on that. Let's hit on this. Gary Vaynerchuk preaches self-awareness and really about knowing who you are and being able to kind of direct yourself into your purpose and what you're supposed to do. And with a show like On Purpose, I have to ask, so what was it that enabled you to really pin this down and and figure in laser target who you are and what you were created to do and, and, and be? Did you have some sort of tool? Was there some sort of resource Let's grab that answer with Adam Davis in Livify.com. That's his blog. He'll answer that question right after this. You can grab the full show notes for everything you hear today at JustinBarkley.com slash Purpose 023. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. Available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. How do you figure out who you are? Because I think if you really take that notion that we're all created and here for a reason, for a purpose, there is something we're supposed to do. How do you tap into that? How do you identify it? What did you do, Adam? Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that um, I went to a leadership conference 
and it was several years ago, and that was kind of where I started to realize, okay, uh, this is how I'm wired, and this is how this is where I'll be successful if I apply my my you know the way I'm wired in this, then I'll be super successful. Um, so the disc profile, I believe, is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some others, I think Myers-Briggs, but they go so much deeper than just taking those. Um, but the disc was really beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not an affiliate with them. I, I have no ties to them at all. Yeah. And, but there's coaches that are disc certified coaches that can really dive into that and help you. So when I first took that uh, as a police officer, it said that based on how I was wired and my personality and my traits, that I would be, in so many words, super successful as the CEO of a company. Wow. And my father's been in business. He's been self-employed in in our town here for nearly four decades. Mm. And I've seen the struggles and if you would have told me a year ago uh, or two years ago that I would be self-employed and knocking it out of the park yeah. in 2016, I would have called you crazy and probably checked you for drugs <laughs> because <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. So be flexible. Be willing to change. Be willing to accept who you are and be comfortable in your own skin because when you are – you're going to have so much confidence and that confidence will exude from you and it will attract the type of people that you want to work with and and have as clients and it will change everything about your world. Now, it will intimidate the insecure and they'll call you arrogant and they'll call you proud and they'll try to bring you down, but ignore that garbage because that's all it is. So many times when uh, people are trying to do more and they're trying to kind of take a step to that next level, yeah, there is this, you know, you, you have to become a better person. You have to become, you know, I guess you really do have to really learn a couple of different things. What 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 is it that, that did it for you along the way? I mean, we've talked about your faith, but is there... You know, and you talked about these different ways to kind of identify yourself with self-awareness, but in fighting those things and becoming better or learning, I mean, was it reading? Was it a, was it a specific book? What, what were things that, that really kind of helped you along that process? Yes. Because I guarantee you know, none of this stuff just, it's going to sound to like a lot of people that you wrote this book. And this is what I just want to, I want to make clear because Adam, I know there's so much more to your story and. I want to make sure that we, we, we do this justice because it's going to sound to somebody like, well, this guy just wrote a book and all of a sudden one day he cashed in his lottery ticket and it, and it was overnight success. And I know it always seems like that when oh, you tell no. the story, but there's so much more. It's like a glacier, <laughs> right, going on beneath the surface of the water. There's so much more with that iceberg going on. Under oh, absolutely, there. man. Absolutely. For me... Um, I think that I've always, even even as a, you know, as a teenager, um, I was always intrigued by learning more, going deeper in life, helping others. Um, but I made like like so many other people, I've made so many mistakes along the way. And if you knew my whole story, uh, I think that you would you could appreciate my wins a little bit better. You know, I was bankrupt in my early twenties. I got married five months after high, you know graduating high school. Um, at the age of five years old, I was sodomized and molested. 
Um, I grew up with a tremendous amount of bitterness. Um, and I didn't let that show. I put on this, you know, I put on a good mask and nobody really could see it. I didn't reveal what happened to me as a child until I was in my 20s. So by the time I was in my 20s, I was bankrupt financially, emotionally, in every way possible. Um, and for me, I, I really can't point to one book other than other than reading God's Word. And I know that sounds so corny and cheesy, but for me, it's the truth. And I, and I really I can't abandon who I am. I'm going to stick to it. Um, you know, there's authors out there like Andy Andrews, Tony Robbins, uh, Oh gosh, my one of my coaches, Duke Matlock, um, mentors that have come through my life and that are in my life. So many people um, that have helped kind of pull me from that place. You know, that healing that I got from what happened as a child, that was a launching pad for where I am today. And so many times we don't understand that what we're going through is preparing us to be champions in life, all we see is the pain and all we feel is the pain. And all we see is the negative around us. But when we learn to minimize the negative, not pretend that it isn't there, but ignore it. We don't give it attention. We magnify the good and we lift up the good. And for me, the good and the only good in my life is Jesus. So I lift up his name and magnify him and I focus on the good that he's given me and I'm grateful for it. And so through that healing, uh, getting rid of the bitterness that was in my life, I became a free man. And once I could, once I began to live free, everything else started to blossom. And uh, yeah, it took some time. It did, and and you know, and it may not take that much time for you, but don't expect it to happen overnight because I am not. You know, it, nothing of what I've accomplished has happened overnight. There's a lot of grind and grit that comes with it. Um, I, I always say that if you mix your faith with, with you know, the supernatural, uh, with the tenacity of the natural, and the strength and toughness, you're going to be a winner of whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, but along the same lines as a, as a Type A personality, I'm about six one and 270 pounds. Uh, to admit that something happened to me when I was a little boy. And, and expose myself to that weakness and vulnerability and say, this is how I dealt with that bitterness. This is how I dealt with that pain and how I am now no longer affected by that. I'm completely healed. And now I can help others do that. that that's life-changing. So that, that was a launching pad to take me to the next level. And uh, don't expect to level up in your life without experiencing a little bit of pain. Because it's, it's gonna, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to cut some weeds out of your mind. You're gonna have to get rid of some bitterness. You're gonna have to get rid of some jealousy. There's, there's some simple things. It sounds so easy, but it's gonna hurt so much to get rid of it. But when you do, it's gonna really, really rock your world. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now, because yeah. you know you you have a unique. Um, obviously, you have the book. You, you know there there is. You have a very interesting kind of, uh, I guess, uh, business set up here. You have several different things. That's like when people ask me, like, what do you do exactly? (laughs) It's kind of hard to answer that question. But let me me just ask you, you you know, when people ask you that, what what do you, how do you answer them? 
you know, I'm the owner of a digital marketing agency uh, and Libify Total Solutions. Uh, I write for Entrepreneur Magazine, for the Huffington Post, um, and then obviously my own blog. Uh, I'm a graduate student at Troy University studying the Master's of Public Administration. Um, I'm an, a nerd when it comes to learning. I want to always learn. I never want to stop learning. Now, there's got to come a time when I stop paying to learn uh, at college, but I never want to stop learning. So uh, I love to invest in the lives of others to have lasting impact for the, for the better. I want to make everybody else's life better. I know the pain of living with bitterness, so I want to take. I want to help others get rid of the pain that they have. Whatever that pain is, I want to help identify it and work through it. And so, for businesses, a lot of times that pain is um, we have a terrible website. We really need to grow our online presence, and we need to grow. We we need to we need to generate more revenue. So, I think the last time that I sat down, the Combined revenue that I've helped generate with all of my clients since I've been in business was somewhere in the neighborhood of five million, and uh, that's that's nothing to shake a stick at. Wow, yeah, and uh, that's that's really good. So, you know, when a lot of people that are in in the business of what I do, they they go at it like, okay, well, let us just build your website or let us do this, you know. And I don't worry about competition because I'm I'm really unique at what I do. Um, I go at it from a totally different angle and whatever I do, that's just part of a package. But what I do is I come in and I look at what you're doing and I look at how you're doing it from an organizational standpoint, procedures, and what we can do to streamline that, make it easier and double what you're doing. Because if we can do that, then I'm going to be so much more valuable to you. And, uh, but nothing that I do comes without first building relationships. And my motto has always been relationships before revenue. And uh, the only time that I saw a drop off in that revenue was when I put revenue before relationships. And, um, you know, I'll be very transparent with you. And I think that I think that people appreciate that. But relationships mean everything. Um, If you don't have a dollar, but you have relationships, you'll always have everything you need. And um, that that means a lot. So. Between speaking, I travel all over the southeast region of the United States and speak. Um, I'm, I'm booking for August and September now, and I, I haven't even tried. I haven't even really advertised it. And, you know, it fills up faster than I can put it down. And, and I'm just, you know, I don't think you'll meet anybody that's, that's got a heart that's more full of, of being thankful uh, with an attitude of gratefulness than I am because I know where I've come from. And um, I want to be able to help others. So I want to come back to in Liveify. I want to come back to yeah. some of those things that you do with your your business too. But let's just talk about the speaking. How did you get into that? Is it just like a natural thing that you found yourself telling this story? And because uh, I, I, I f- kind of feels like hearing you talk about this, this is something that brings you great joy to share with people. It does. Uh, public speaking still makes me sick to my stomach, a little nervous. <laughs> Uh, I've been speaking in front of groups since I was probably 13 years old. Mm. Um, I grew up in a pastor's home. Mm. Um, uh, and so I started speaking at, in front of in front of groups of people at a young, young age. Yeah. And, you know, there's been years where I wouldn't do it as much as others. Uh, last year, I traveled a lot uh, talking about the book. 
and um, this year it looks like things are starting to pick up. I've, I went to, I went to you know some company meetings and I've done some lunch and learn type deals, uh, and a lot of mine are in churches. So, mm-hmm. but sharing my story and and seeing the change that it has in people, man. You know, once I, once I start telling my story, the nerves kind of start to ease off, and I'm and I'm comfortable doing it. And it's and it's because I know, I know that somebody's life is going to be changed, and they're going to be happier, and they're going to be healthier, and they're going to be successful because they said, if he can do it, I can do that. Mm. And it gives them the courage to go do it. And hey, look, I I have a tendency to stutter at times. <laughs> and I have a tendency to bumble my words around, but I'll take the risk of a little embarrassment. I don't care. I want to see somebody else happier because and I want them to learn from what I went through. And I want them, I want to give them the courage to break down the doors that are in their life and get after it. Hmm. How do you go about finding these places that you can speak or that you can, you can share your story. If somebody's listening and they think they want to make speaking part of what they do to share either their business or just cut this message inside that they want to get out, maybe write that book. How are you finding these these places? Honestly, most of them have come to me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, here's the thing. I don't want to feel like I'm pimping out my gift that God has given me to speak. Um, and, and it's so hard for me when people ask me to write and they want to pay me to write because I treasure those gifts mm-hmm. and and it's so hard to exchange them for money because I feel like that I'm, I'm cheapening the gift. And I don't mean that from a place where I'm arrogant and cocky, but I treasure them that much. They're, they're special to me. So I think that you've got to number one, realize that the gift that you have is very special. It's very special. And while you want to keep it safe and secure in that box, like I've wanted to do, the world needs what you have. And so that means a couple of things. Don't be sleazy uh, when you come out and, and pitching your stuff. Don't don't go out and say you know you know book me for today. Can can you book me? Or there's so many there's so many ways that you can go about it. Uh, if you are consistent with your message, if if you're writing or blogging or whatever you want to call it, you first you got to build your platform. You got to get your name out there. But be authentic, man. There's so many people that are duplicate copies of everybody else. Mm. Be you, and you will be more successful than anything you could have ever imagined. Uh, but you got to be willing to take a risk. It all goes back to that. Uh, and there may be a time, there may be an event. You know, if, if you want to pitch for conferences and workshops and and, and things of that nature, uh, there's there's some. I can't think of the name of the websites right offhand. But there's resources where you can go out and you can you can submit your your proposals to speak at their events, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to need to expect to speak for free. Yeah, for the first couple, uh, and you know, for me, it, it's it's not about and and I say this and I had somebody ask me yesterday that it was a pastor. He said, "How much would you hope to get if you came to our church and spoke?" How much would you need? And I said, buddy, I said, I can't tell you a dollar amount. I'll never tell you a dollar amount. You know, um, and maybe that's weak on my part. Uh, but that fee structure is a little different if I go to, you know, go out for a business. Um, 
because we're, we got a, we got a little bit of a different mission there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the church, we're, we're going after the lives. We're going after the hearts and change them and, and help people in business. We're going to do the same thing, but it's to make money. And so it's an investment, but, uh, but either way, um, I think you need to take a risk, but my, I guess my biggest key man is, and, and this comes from growing up in a pastor from, from a pastor's home mm-hmm. is don't be sleazy. You know, you, you know, when you think of that, you think about the guy that's got his, you know, he's got the, the big hairdo and his hair is greased back and he's got that real deep Southern accent and, and he's coming around and he said, let us have a tent revival in your backyard and, and don't be sleazy in your approach. Be real, be genuine, be authentic. And, you know, when you are, they're not going to care that you stutter a couple of times like I do or they're not going to care that you mispronounce a word or, mm-hmm. or mess your words up because you're real and you'll connect with them quicker than anything that you could have ever made up alright so how about some quick tips what not to do on social media because you don't want to be that sleazy guy right you don't want to be that person that comes off wrong especially if you're trying to build your book your business your brand and, and you're, you're just trying to get the message out You don't want to come off wrong, right? I think a lot of people are afraid of that. Adam Davis is with us, and he'll answer that question next. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. $250,000 for a 45-minute speech? Unless there was something else that they were going for. I think you're convinced after last night. There's no way... Any honest, rational person who's there, be like, oh, yeah, Hillary, 250 Gs. Easily on that one. 250 Gs. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to On Purpose with Justin Barkley. On the Blaze Radio Network. We've probably all had that friend. Maybe we've even been that friend who's done something a little sleazy or a little out of the authentic realm, so to speak, right? On Facebook or on Twitter. You know, we probably even know it when we see it, right? Ourselves. But how do you avoid being that guy? Because we don't want to be that guy, Adam. I'm, I'm going to take it back. I'm not going to point fingers to anybody, so I'll point fingers to myself and tell you how I messed up. <laughs> um, and that is, um, think about it like this. Think about it if we went and sat inside of a, a, a big room of, let's just say, 100 people, and we had an opportunity to stand up, and all we said was, hey, my name's Adam. I'm with the Live of Fire. I sell websites. Hey, my name's Adam. I'm with Alivify. Let us do your website. Hey, my name's Adam. And you do that over and over and over and over. That's what your social media looks like. Sure. sure. And you will get unfollowed. You will get unfriended. And people will block you because they don't want to hear it. And they don't want to see it. Whether that's right or wrong, that's uh-huh. what they do. Yeah. And so you need to be, again, it's going to go back to be you. Be authentic. Be real. Give more than you take. Give more than you sell. That's basic. It's basic principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Berg, the author of The Go Giver, has his books have had such an impact on me uh, about being a giver. Be a giver. 
if you will go out and you approach what you're doing and and you're willing to give, and I, and I don't mean that you're giving something that actually costs money, uh, although that is suggested to do at times, if you will go out and you will be nurture your audience, that you'll take care of them, that you'll feed them uh, with, with educational stuff, with information that you'll help them understand what you're doing, and then, you know, two times out of ten, you're pitching in something that's got a nice image or whatever, um, and then it's worded properly, and you post it at the right time of day, and you say, hey, while we're telling you all about this, this is a service or product that we offer, why don't you give us a call and, and let us help you? Because all, all along, instead of sell them, sell them, sell them, you've been building a relationship, mm. and we know that relationships come before revenue. Yeah. And it's a very simple, very yeah. simple principles. But, you it know, you're, what you're talking about is is timeless and uh, it, will, it will never go out of style. No, nope, absolutely. <laughs> so with Inlivify, you are doing websites. Who are, who's like your pers- like perfect client? Who, who are the kind of people that you love to work with? Oh, man, I love working with small business owners. Um, I've recently picked up uh, a couple of plastic surgeons um, locally, and um, I've worked with some of the some of the oldest outdoor. Uh, I guess you know they provide you with all things hunting and fishing and outdoors. Sure, uh, been in business here locally for over fifty years, and then they hired me to come in and and kind of take them to the next level online. And that was such an honor uh, to be working with a company with that reputation. Um, small businesses they usually have you know less than 50 employees um, and they have an established they have an established service or product and they have a, a fairly good customer base and and I come in and I just light a fire under what they've got and we take it to the next level mm. uh, you know when, when we're talking business you think about it from this perspective if I came in and said hey what if I could bring you a 1,300% return on whatever you invested with the Liveify? It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a no-brainer because that's what happened. One of my very first clients, he saw a 6% increase in revenue every month. He was doing somewhere around 50000 a month in sales. I delivered 6% growth, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're dealing with big numbers, it, it adds up. Sure. Uh, so he made, you know, uh, generated around 36000 over 12 months. He got a 1,300% return on his investment with me. And, uh, you know, that that's huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. So I like to work with people who are, uh, they obviously have a, somewhat of a sense of humor, um, and they have an established business. Uh, I have worked with some startups, and one startup that I worked with here locally has just went through the roof. I mean, they are going crazy. Um, and, you know, that's, it's an attraction. It's an entertainment venue for families and for teams. And, it, you know, they, they can't keep, an, they can't keep you know, they, they keep people in the doors. They can't keep them out. <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They booked. And uh, so I, I'm very leery about working with startups. Just, you know, I, I like to work with people who are primed and ready, and they just, they're waiting on me. Yeah. Well, if that makes sense. Well, well, yeah, and and I I get that. I understand. You're saying I can take your existing business, the the infrastructure that you have now, and make a couple of tweaks, 
yeah. and, and give you that digital edge and the advantage that I think it sounds like, you know, it's 2016. You know, it's it just it's oh, so yeah. funny to me the amount of people that, you know, they don't have a website or they don't have any social media presence at all. Or if they do, they're doing it wrong. And, you know, it might be something as simple like they've my brother. God bless him. He is so talented. He is a, a wedding photographer. Well, he just and it's this is this is like three years past due, maybe more. He just made the the jump from his website. It was some sort of old. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the technology was. It was old, but it wasn't really um, mobile friendly. And yeah. something as simple as that. And he just finally caved and said, I have to do this. He had to move all of his photos and everything over and, and do oh, this oh whole man. process. But, you know, it was necessary because what he said was, look, everybody that's booking me or all these kids, they're millennials. They're, you know, 20 some odd years of age. They all are looking at my website on their phones. So with, yeah. with them being able to not being able to get to his website previously. Uh, and and see his work, he was missing out on all of that business. So it sounds like you you know you've got great opportunity with folks in businesses who they really don't know these these things, and you they do, really don't you know. You know and and being having a, a website that's mobile responsive now that that's not a that's not a luxury that is a necessity. Yeah, and it's not hard, right? I mean, it's no. not a hard thing to do. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been blessed enough to work with, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of over 50 clients from San Francisco to New York, from Oregon to Central Florida and um, Canada and New Zealand. So, uh, you know, that's I'm building a sales team now and uh, bringing people on board that can kind of help get the work done because I'm growing I'm growing quickly because my clients get results, you know, and, and they enjoy working with somebody that's that they can talk to uh, that's nice <laughs> and they can pick the phone up and say, hey, I got an issue. Can you help me? And, and, and we get through it. We, we take care of them. So I, I know you have a blog there at enlivify.com, and I know that you you know you're constantly giving out uh, tips. You're writing things, uh, yeah, absolutely for these magazines as well. What would you you know if you're going to give some you know some tips when it comes to a blog or website or writing anything digital? You know, let's let's just kind of maybe give three tips for somebody who's like wanting to kind of start their digital presence but really just doesn't know where to start. Oh yeah. Well first of all, um, quiet your space. And I mean that in, in a couple of different ways. First of all, there's so many opinions on how you should blog and when you should blog and how often and what you should write about <laughs> and listen, you know your people better than anybody else knows your people. You know how often they want to read your work. If you're a business owner and you're not providing, uh, you know, articles, on, you know, at least two or three times a month, you're missing out on an opportunity there to build relationships 24 mm. seven. Um, if you're an individual and you just want to start and for me, writing began as something that was kind of therapeutic for me. It kind of helped get rid of all the worry and kind of just clears my mind when I got to write. And um, so, number one, quiet your space. 
There's so many opinions on everything you need to do. Just write. Mm. Sit down and write. Uh, number two, if you're not a business, if you're a business owner or, or, or managing that, and and you're not providing that resource, in Liveify can do that for you. Uh, but you need to be. You need to be writing at least two or three times a month and providing those articles. Number three, people are busy. Don't give them encyclopedias. Keep it brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say five to seven hundred words at max. And uh, you know, and 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 provide them some actionable information. Give them something that they can they can work with. Yeah, that's so important. You know, it's funny because uh, you're right. People are, you know, they are busy, and I think we're even more so in 2016. Our, our attention's pulled in so many different directions. Oh, no doubt. You know, we're constantly distracted. And I think that happens for folks that are trying to build a home business, a small business, or whether you're trying to blog or write a book or these kind of things, you know, they, they often t- tend to get sort of stopped be- because they have so many things that pop up and sure. finding the time and those kind of things are really, um, they're tough, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you got to take time to uh, to nurture yourself. Uh, I, I found that you know I, I'm a I love to be busy. <laughs> My wife says I'm a glutton for punishment because I'm always adding. You know, I'm always taking stuff in. You know, and I, I do. I I love to be busy. Uh, I work better under pressure. Um, I did as a cop, obviously, and. Um, but you got to take time to take care of you, yeah. And you got to take time to spend with those that mean the most to you, that that love you and support you, and that are there to help you get through it. Um, so at the end of the day, hustle, but don't forget who's got your heart, and uh, don't forget about you taking care of yourself. That's great advice, and I think that's a great place for us to to wrap it up, Adam. I really appreciate you joining us today to to talk about these things, Adam Davis. And enlivify.com is the website. If somebody wants to reach out and, and get in touch and maybe find out how they can work with you, what's the best way for them to do that? They can just email me, adam at enlivify.com, adam at E-N-L-I-V-I-F-Y.com, um, or pick the phone up and call me, either way. And we'll put the links in the, uh, in the blog here in the show notes, too, so you can get that. Uh, Spirit and Truth, 52 Encouraging Messages for Law Enforcement, America's Law Enforcement. Now, um, this book, and, and I know that we've had a chance, I've, got a, I've actually had Adam on a radio show here locally where I'm at, and i got to tell you, man, I've never seen the phone lines light up that, that, that much to, to get those books when we gave them away on the air. There are people that are listening that are going to have friends and family in law enforcement that are going to want to share this book with those yeah. folks uh there, there you know maybe somebody's listening that wants to have you come and and speak at at their church or at an event or someplace and i know it's really in your heart to get these books out to as many people as possible i know you're actually you're you're actually doing things like uh g- giving people a better deal on the book if you if you know if you buy a bulk to try and get these these books oh, yeah. out to people so yeah. let's talk about the book real quick and and where they can grab it too yeah, you can actually buy those online at spiritandtruthbook.com. Spell the word and out, spiritandtruthbook.com. Um, you can always email me. Uh, you just email me at the same email address, adam at com, and just put in the subject line, you know, spirit and truth book. 
Um, if you buy more than ten, it's ten dollars a piece. Uh, and just for your for your listeners, anybody that buys one and tells me that they heard about this from your show, uh, they can get the book for ten dollars. But they'll need to contact me directly for that. Oh, cool. Well, that's and that's awesome, man. Contact me at that email address for uh, any anything else, speaking engagements wise. Uh, listen, Adam, it's been a, it's been an honor. I appreciate you doing this to kind of short notice. We just lined it up, and you and I have been, you know, we've we've kind of been chatting on and off for uh, maybe a month or so too now. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, I just really appreciate you, man. I don't know how yeah. we even got connected with each other in the first place, but it was but, it was like a Facebook online thing, right? Well, I think uh, Neil Kennedy is the one who wrote the forward for my book. Oh, uh, that's it. And, yeah, he's the founder of fivestarman.com and yeah. uh, so that Neil's Neil's a good man and uh, so he's who he's a guy that he was so gracious to write the forward for the book and uh, I'll, I'll be forever indebted to him for that. I knew I liked you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's a great guy and of course been a guest on this show too and uh, man, I I just uh, it's so cool the way things work like that. You just never it know. Is. It's a God thing. It really is. It is. Well, I'm, I'm humbled that you uh, that you had me on. I'm very thankful. It's good to, good to have connected with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Adam. And uh, we, we appreciate you and all your work, man. Thank you, man. It's another great show in the books. Adam Davis, great guy and an amazing story. In Livify.com, of course, if you want to read his blog, check him out. We've got everything, all the resources he mentioned, up on our full show notes at justinbarclay.com slash purpose 023. And even check out that book, Spirit and Truth, 52 Encouraging Messages for America's Law Enforcement. Thanks again, and we really appreciate it. If you dig this show, share it with a friend. Consider posting it on your Facebook or, or Twitter and sharing it, because you never know who might be listening that needs to hear this message, too. And if you really dig it, Consider leaving us a little bit of a rating and a review at iTunes. Just go to justinbarclay.com slash podcast. That's justinbarclay.com slash podcast. And by the way, while you're there and you leave in your review, if you've got a blog or if you've got something that you'd like to promote, your podcast, etc., make sure you mention it in the review so that I can give you credit next time when I say your name on this show. That's it. Hey, by the way, also, if you haven't joined yet, you better get in there. It's so much fun. It's our free VIP all-access Facebook group, and it's it's really hopping right now at justinbarclay.com slash Facebook group. So come on over. knock, Give me the secret knock, and I'll let you in. <laughs> okay? Until next time, thanks so much for joining us. Cheers to you and your life on purpose. All you are.